This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Derek Armstrong and Word of Grace Community Church. For more information, please visit wogcc.com. Good morning. You glad you came to church today? Amen, amen. I know that God is doing good things. We're going to wrap up our series uh, called Unleash this morning. We're going to finish that up. And if I were to summarize this whole series, I guess that it would be best said that, you know, God has potential, God-given potential on the inside of every single one of you, every one of our lives. God has a desire. He has a plan. He has things that He wants us to do. But there are things in our lives that would want to hold us back, that would want to stop us from moving forward. And we've been talking about how to overcome some of those things, how to remove some of those obstacles in our lives so that potential can be unleashed and so we can be the people of God that He's called us to be so we can do the things that He's called us to do. Amen? Amen. So if you're... uh, Taking down notes today, I want you to write this title down, write down No Regrets. That's what we're talking about this morning, No Regrets. Before we get into this message, I do want to share just a couple of updates with you on our Momentum Project. Um, I know that you've seen we've had a couple of walls go up. We actually started this. Today will be eight weeks that we're into the Momentum Project. And we've raised about 20% of the funds where we're at, so we still have a little bit to go, but we're doing really good with what we've been given. So if you haven't uh, given yet or you've still been praying about that, there's still opportunities to pledge and to give. You can do that. Uh, Just make sure to note that that uh, money that you're wanting to give goes towards the Momentum Project, or you can still use the pledge cards if you would like to do that, um, just to say, hey, I'm willing to commit this amount or this amount or whatever. But we've been doing really well with what we've been given thus far. Um, and we've uh, actually are looking at finishing up the phase one, which is uh, relocating our offices. We're looking at finishing up painting this week, and we're going to uh, finish up just some of the uh, more intricate uh, construction things that we kind of have to have more specialized people to do, um, like uh, putting in some glass and uh, you know putting in some flooring and things like that. And then we're going to have big work days uh, coming up very soon, where we're going to actually move the stuff from our current offices to our new offices and we're going to be able to have we're going to need a lot of hands that day and we'll be contacting you on that and if you want to sign up you can do that online or always at guest services Um, and we do have a long list of people who have already signed up and we're just waiting to get to that point where we can just uh, contact everybody and uh, get everybody's hands involved in this thing and we can get that uh, office ready to go and get everything set up correctly and then our nursing mother's area which has already been used and it's already got a little bit of paint on it and uh, uh, doing well with that and so I'm appreciative of everyone who's been able to help and give and contribute and pray over this thing thus far it's really been uh, great the big project that's going to be coming up again is going to be relocating those offices so just pray how you can be involved what God would have you to do we're still moving forward but it's only been two months into the this thing and we're almost done with phase one and I think that that's pretty exciting so uh, thank you so much yeah yeah ab- absolutely absolutely thank you Lord for your faithfulness and uh, we're looking forward to getting in there soon and, and just having that thing done and uh, it's going to be a great thing if you have your Bible this morning go ahead and turn to the book of Matthew in the 25th chapter Matthew 25 We're talking about no regrets this morning. You know, life is really too precious to live full of regrets, wouldn't you agree? Life is really too precious, too short to be lived full of regrets. But the thing is, what you do today in life is going to determine if we're moving forward in our purpose. 
or if we're going to live our life in a way where we just continue to stack up a whole new set of regrets. Because God wants us to live a life with no regrets, a life of purpose, a life that's lived on purpose, a life where potential is unleashed when purpose is discovered. Potential is going to be unleashed when purpose is discovered. But let me ask you this question. Are you proactively pursuing purpose? Are you proactively pursuing purpose? A lot of people think that, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, God loves me. And all of these things are just going to naturally happen because God loves me. Well, let me challenge you a little bit this morning and say, are you proactively pursuing purpose? Because purpose happens on purpose. It doesn't just happen. Purpose happens on purpose. It doesn't just smack you in the face one day and all of a sudden you go, oh, wow, I guess this is it. No. You see, David just didn't automatically become the king over all of Israel. No, he started out taking care of his dad's sheep. He had to start somewhere doing something. And that was part of his purpose. It was building him to something greater. And he was faithful in this area. And then he was faithful in that area. And we see how God works. But he looks at our heart and he's asking us, are we proactively pursuing purpose? You know, as we talk about regrets, as we talk about those things that we coulda, shoulda, woulda, all of these question marks above our head, would my life be different if I were raised in this type of home or this environment or if I wouldn't have made this decision in life, if I would have picked a better job, if I would have picked a better spouse? <laughs> Sometimes we think these things. Sometimes we have these question marks. And we go, man, I must have missed my purpose. I must have missed my calling. I must have missed something in life. Because what a regret really is, is just the result of a mishandled opportunity. And a lot of times those things can stack up over time. All these different opportunities that we may have missed or weren't handled correctly. And all of a sudden we live a life that's absolutely just stacked full of regrets. And we go, I must not even have a purpose. I must have missed it. It must be over for me. Let me show you something in Scripture this morning. Matthew chapter 25, let's read in verse 14. The Bible says this. Jesus is given a parable. He says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. When he's talking about talents, he's not talking about like gifts, like, you know, you can, you know, uh, whistle and pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time. It's not those type of talents that he's talking about. He's talking about money. He gave this, this master, gave his different servants money, okay? And that's, uh, that, that's, a, that's a portion of income there as a talent. And he gave the, uh, the, these to these guys. And, and look at this in verse 15 at the end of the verse. He says, according to each one, his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And then he who had received five talents went out. He traded with them. He made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought the five more talents, saying, Look, Lord, you delivered these five talents to me, and I've gained five more talents beside them. And uh, the Lord says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I'm going to make you the ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, look, you delivered me two talents, and I've gained two more beside them. His Lord said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. 
And then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid the talent in the ground. Look, there, here it is. Let me brush a little bit of dirt off of it. Here, take it back. Have what's yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and I gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received my own back with interest. Therefore, take the talent from this guy and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, as I see this story, I see that Jesus is telling us a story about a servant, uh, about three servants who are each giving, been given opportunities according to their ability. They're being presented with different opportunity, and how they handle those opportunities directly affects how the master responds and directly affects what happens in their lives. He says, here, you, you can handle five, so here you go. You can handle two, so here you go. You, I'm going to give you this opportunity. I think you can handle one, so I'm going to entrust you with this, and I'm going to come back later and see what happens as a result of me giving you these opportunities. And then we see the result of the opportunity being the one guy, you know, he did really well. The second guy did just as well. You know, they both doubled the money, and everything went well. You know, they made smart moves, smart investments. But the one guy who had been given an opportunity, who had been given this talent, who had been given this money, from his Lord, he actually went and hid it out of fear because he was afraid to mess up. He was afraid that the Lord was going to reap where he hadn't sown because he knew this guy. And he said, you know what? He, he's he's going to want something from me in return. And so I'm just going to give it to him. I'm going to give it back to him. I'm not going to really do anything with it. He wasn't proactively pursuing anything. He was just trying to hang on to what he had. And a lot of times that's what us living our lives full of regrets will do. It will position us in a way where we just live our lives trying to hang on to what we have. Just trying to hang on to what we got. Oh, what little bit of happiness I got, I'm going to try to hang on to it. Don't come and mess with me. Don't come and challenge me. So we're not even looking for opportunities. We're just trying to hang on to what we have. But what we don't realize is what we've been given is an opportunity. So let me ask you this morning, what opportunities have you been given? What opportunities are in front of you right now? And are you actively, proactively pursuing purpose? Or are you just sitting on it, hoping that somebody will come and fix your situation, hoping that somebody will come and just bail you out? Or are you proactively pursuing the purpose that God has for you by taking advantage of the opportunities that He's placed in front of you the talents that he's placed in your hand, the opportunities that he's given you right now. Because here's the deal. You're never going to move forward in purpose until you begin to take advantage of the opportunities that the Lord has placed in front of you right now. Because opportunity is the bridge. Opportunity is the bridge between us realizing that we've been given this, that we've been given this purpose, and us actually accomplishing it and seeing it happen in our lives. Opportunity is that bridge. I want you to write that down. Opportunity is the bridge. It connects you to unleashing potential. That's what it does. Opportunity connects you to unleashing potential. So let me put it to you like this. What if 
your, what, what, what could your marriage look like if you proactively pursued being a better spouse? I mean, if you proactively pursued being a better spouse. A lot of times we wait till everything's falling apart, then we reactively try to fix it. But what if we proactively pursued being a better spouse? Like what if we did things like becoming a better listener or becoming more helpful or more thoughtful? What if we thought less of ourselves and we thought more of our spouse? What if we surprised them or did something, you know, unexpected? What if we took that same attitude towards looking for opportunities to grow in every area of our lives? What if we took the same attitude toward parenting, towards leadership, towards finances, towards our job, towards our church? Instead of waiting for everything to come to us, what if we began to proactively pursue the opportunities that were right in front of us? Because opportunities are everywhere. But what kind of opportunities have you been given right now? What kind of availability of time do you have right now? Because we always want to make excuses. The more we make up excuses, the more we're going to build up regrets. Oh, I just don't have enough time. Well, what kind of time do you have? I just don't have enough money. Well, what kind of money do you have right now? Oh, I don't have the best job in the world. Well, what are you doing to improve that situation? What are you proactively doing? Or are you sitting around like the man with one talent just waiting around going, well, I hope he shows back up so I can give this back to him. Or are you proactively pursuing this? Are you proactively moving forward in the potential that God has given you? Because you'll never tap into that potential until you begin to recognize opportunity and take advantage of that opportunity and then begin to walk across that bridge so your potential can be unleashed. So you can do what it is that God has created you to do. But you've got to start recognizing opportunity right now. Because here's the thing. Reactive people scramble for control. But proactive people maximize potential. Reactive people scramble for control. I remember one time I had a buddy of mine over. My wife and I had just had first gotten married. And my wife, I think she went out to dinner with her mom or something. I don't remember. She was gone and my buddy was there. And we rented a PlayStation game, a NASCAR game, like a couple good Arkansas redneck boys. We rented a NASCAR PlayStation game. And we got bored doing the actual racing on the game. And we had come up with the fact, because th this was the first game that it actually would show damage on the cars, like if you, you know, hit one another. So we would start at opposite ends of the track, and we would try to go all the way around the track and get up full speed and just ram right into each other. And we did that for hours, and we were laughing and laughing just dumb. And so, so you know, here, here I am hanging out with my buddy. We're sitting there racing these cars, you know, smashing them into each other. Well, I lit some candles before he came over because that's what you do before your buddies come over. And, um, and I, I, I had lit some candles. And um, no, it's because we lived in an old house and it had a funk to it. So I was 19. We just first got married. Lord Jesus. Uh, so here's what we did. I put this candle like an idiot. I put this candle on this little table runner thing. And the wax had dripped down. This thing caught on fire. I didn't realize it, though, because we're in there smashing cars. <laughs> I smell something burning, and I go, what in the world is going on? 
man, something smells like it's burning. Woo, what if the neighbors are burning some leaves or something? I don't know what's going on. So I got up to go check it out, and this entire wall is on fire in my house. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. And so what I did was I immediately ran in the kitchen, and I knew fire bad, water good. And so I ran into the kitchen, and I grabbed a glass. It was the first thing I saw, and I started filling the glass up. And I was running, and I was dumping it on there. And I go back, and I fill the glass up. And then my buddy comes in and goes, what are you doing, man? It's going to take you forever. It's not working. And I'm like, are we going to have to jump out of the house? Is it going to blow up? I don't know what's going to happen. We had just gotten married, though, so my wife and I had a bunch of gifts, and we had punch bowls, because that's what you get when you get married. Somebody wants to give you a punch bowl. So we had a punch bowl. Punch bowl! Grab the punch bowl. Stick it under there. I'm still going with my individual cup, and he's got the punch bowl. I got it. It's filling up. And then he dumps it on there, and finally, whoo! Oh, man. Oh, gosh. It's over. Oh, man. What are we going to do now? Holly's going to come home. She's going to freak out. So we ran real quick to Walmart and got a can of paint that we thought would match the color on the wall. And we painted the wall. I found the exact same table runner at Walmart, bought it, put it in the same place that it was in before. And when she came home, she said, smells like something's burning. (laughs) Yet I guess it dies. When you're in a chaotic situation, you will have a tendency to react very stupidly. I was reacting out of fire, freaking out. That was a very reactive situation. You'll say and do a lot of dumb things when you're reacting. You say the meanest things to your spouse when you're reacting out of anger. You say the most troubling things to your children when you're reacting out of frustration because it's a reaction you're reacting you'll make bad decisions when you're you've got that credit card and you see that thing you want in the store and you react reacting is always something that more times than not will get us into trouble it's not necessarily always the best way to go But if we proactively pursue purpose, if we proactively pursue opportunity, then we won't have to react to a lot of the situations that may come our way in a negative way because we're proactively pursuing purpose. We're proactively pursuing potential. And we're recognizing the opportunities that we have been given as a bridge. Let me give you another proactive scenario. A proactive scenario would be getting a key for your side door of your house in case the power goes out and your garage was the only way in your house. A reactive scenario would be to wait outside for an hour in the hot, uh, with, uh, hot and sweaty with your tired children until you get an idea to break into your house with the metal spatula you left outside after grilling hamburgers the night before. That's just a random scenario. Um, just a random scenario that I thought of. Being proactive or being reactive. You see, for, for potential to be unleashed, we pray for people like that. For, for potential to be unleashed, we must make up our minds now. We must make our minds now, proactively make up our minds now that I'm not going to live my life full of regret. Amen? I'm not going to live my life full of regret. I'm going to make my mind up now. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust Him now with the opportunities that I've been given. You know, a lot of us want to go from point A to point Z, and we want to skip all the other letters in between. 
We don't like this step-by-step stuff because it's too slow, it's too hard, we're too impatient, we want everything now. But what we've got to recognize is that God leads us in steps. Sometimes he will take someone from A to Z, and that's amazing when that happens. And we thank God when those turnaround situations happen just overnight seemingly. But let me tell you something. God wants to lead us step by step with us trusting him every step of the way. But trust is us taking advantage of the opportunities that we have now. Taking advantage of the time that he's given us now. If you want uh, more finances in life, you, you, you want to go on to bigger and better things, then let me tell you something. You've got to learn how to manage what you have now. Amen? Amen. If you want your love in your home to, to grow and improve with your family, you've got to start somewhere now. I just don't have this. I just don't have that. Take advantage of what you do have and make the most of every opportunity. Because opportunity is going to be the bridge that's going to help you to build and to continue to move forward as your potential is being unleashed. Go to the book of Romans in the 8th chapter. Romans chapter 8. We're going to look in verse 1. Romans 8 and verse 1 says this. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Somebody say no condemnation. condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do... In that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set things of the spirit. For to the carnally minded is death, but to the spiritually minded is life and peace. There in verse 6, he says, to be carnally minded is death. Carnally minded is going to lead to death. But he said, having our minds renewed and in line with what God thinks and what God values, that's what's going to lead me to life and peace. A lot of times here we are living with these regrets And living with regrets is being carnally minded. Hello, somebody. See, see, living with regrets is being carnally minded because the Bible says that if you're in Christ, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But you've got to change the way that you think. You've got to change the way you view yourself because so many times we identify ourselves with our regrets and our past. And we'll have such... This, the, it will have this identity just wrapped up around who we used to be and all these things we coulda, shoulda, woulda, or maybe shouldn't have. We'll have our identity so wrapped up in those things that we can't see ourselves like Christ sees us. We're very much condemned. We feel very much weighted down by our sin, our past, our regrets. We feel very much weighted down by poor decisions that we've made. And these things will hold us back from being unleashed 
if we don't recognize who we are in Christ. And that is a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. When we recognize that, we can understand what it means when Paul writes to the Romans saying there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He says here that you've got to stop being carnally minded because if you keep thinking that way, it's going to lead to death. It's going to lead to death because you're thinking poorly. You're thinking in a way that leads you down a path that's going to be full of condemnation, that's going to keep you stuck and trapped in all these regrets. When God has made you free, when God has made you forgiven, when His grace is sufficient, when you understand that He's wanting us to grow, when He's wanting us to mature, and He's wanting us to be stronger, and He's wanting this potential that's on the inside of us to be unleashed, but we've got to start somewhere by taking advantage of the opportunities that we have. Amen? Amen? Because when we get these regrets in our heart, I mean when we get these regrets in our core, when we get these regrets in our heart core, in who we are, those hardcore regrets will keep true potential on a leash. Those hardcore regrets will keep true potential on a leash. Because hardcore are those things that are no longer just a thought, but they're things that we've allowed to actually shape how we see ourselves and how we even see others. I'm not talking about regrets like, oh, I regret missing going to that concert when I was a teenager with my friends because they got backstage passes and it was awesome and I wasn't there because I had to stay home and babysit my little sister. I'm not talking about those kind of regrets. That's goofy stuff. That stuff, that's not what matters. No, I'm talking about those regrets where you look back and you go, oh man, if only I had moved to a different place. If only I had taken that job. If only I had waited for this. If only I had made a better decision here or here in life. If only I hadn't been born into this certain family. If only I would have had better parents. If only, if only, if only. These regrets keep stacking up and stacking up and we use them as excuses for why we're not doing anything for God. And God wants us to be free from that stuff. Amen, somebody? Amen. He wants us to be free. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to be free. He wants us to identify, not with our past, not with our regrets, but with Jesus Christ and what He did and in His perfection. He said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Let us think like that. Let us see ourselves. Is Christ in me the hope of glory? It's what He did, and it's how He has set me free. Our thoughts are involved in every regret, every problem, every limitation that we have. Romans 8 and 6 says, carnally minded is going to lead to death, to bondage. But if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation. That means no regrets. Now you have been empowered because of Christ's victory over sin to proactively pursue the opportunities that are in front of you, to allow the potential and the purpose in which God has created you to be unleashed. Because He wants us to grow. He wants us to move forward. The enemy would love for nothing more than to, for us to just get stuck and live our life in regrets. But he wants us to grow. But growth is determined by your response to the truth. Growth is determined by your response to the truth. And truth is the word of God. Truth is God's word. Amen? It's absolute truth. It always has been and always will be. The word of God is true and we choose to believe it. It's not that we have some power to make it true because we choose it. That's not how it works. Oh, I made the word of God true because I guess I choose to believe that. No, it's true whether you choose it or not. And because of that, God's word is true 
That means that God is faithful because His Word says He's faithful. That means He can be trusted because His Word says He can be trusted. He wants me to grow. He wants me to continue to move forward. He wants me to continue to understand who I am in Christ and grow in that by taking advantage of the opportunities that are in front of me. But my growth is going to be determined by how I respond to truth. So here's the thing. Truth is being set in front of you today. Truth is the talent that the Master is setting in front of you. The Master is setting in front of each one of us talents. And maybe some of us, we're just seeing one talent today. Maybe some two, maybe some five. Some things may be a little heavier than others. Some things may be a little weightier than others. But regardless of how many talents are being set in front of you today by the truth of God's Word being set in front of you, it's not how much is being set in front of you. It's what are you doing with what you've been given. How are you responding and reacting to the truth that's been presented in front of you? How many times before you were a Christian did you have to hear the gospel message before you responded? It was still true. The fact that it was true, the fact that you needed Jesus, that didn't really change. The thing that changed was how you responded to it. Because you heard it over and over again. And then finally, one day, you made that decision. You made the decision to take advantage of the talent that was being set in front of you, the opportunity that was being given to you, and you actually said, okay, I want to do something with this. I want to do something with this. And that caused you to grow. Now, here you are. Maybe today that's what's being set in front of you. Maybe you're hearing the gospel message for the very first time, and the Lord's wanting you to respond to that. You're going to have opportunity to do that today. You're going to have an opportunity to respond to that that opportunity. But what other opportunities are being set in front of you? Maybe you've been a Christian for a while. Maybe your whole life. Maybe you can't remember anything outside of living a life being a Christian. And that's great. But how many more times are you going to be presented and confronted with the same truth over and over again before you respond to it? How many times are the same talents going to be placed in your hand saying, okay, here, here's the truth. Now do something with it. Here's the truth, now go and do something with it. Because it's up to you to do with what you've been given. I can't do it for you, amen? amen. Mama can't do it for you. Mama's great, but she can't do it for you. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Your growth is going to be determined by how you respond to that. John 8 and 32, Jesus said this. He said that they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. They will know the truth. In other words, they will hear it, they will receive it, and then they'll actually take it and do something with it. Because it's only then when I take it and I actually put it into practice, when I continually walk in this thing, that it sets me free. Other than that, it's just a bunch of good stuff that I know and that I've heard over and over again. How do I respond to it? Am I going to respond proactively to what I'm hearing in the Word of God? Am I going to... See, God, where do you want me to go? How can I move ahead in life? What are the steps I need to take now with the opportunities you're giving me? Because God wants us to be free. You see, your level of regret or progress is going to be determined by how you respond to the truth. And I pray today that you take this word and you make proactive changes in your life because that's how God wants you 
to respond to the truth. What are the opportunities that are in front of you right now? What are the things that God is wanting you to be unleashed in right now? You go, man, that sure does seem like a long journey because there's been so many regrets that have stacked up. And it's just like, man, I, I don't even know how to even start. Well, let me tell you, you've got to start somewhere. Amen? Amen. Sometimes marriages don't get healed overnight. Sometimes it's a step. I know you thinking that you go out and buying the flowers was going to make everything better, but it didn't. It didn't fix everything overnight because there were a lot of regrets that were stacked up, a lot of pain that was stacked up. But that doesn't mean you quit. That doesn't mean you give up. It means you take advantage of the opportunity you have right now to proactively pursue purpose, to proactively pursue the purpose that God wants you to have a healthy marriage, that God wants you to have children that are raised up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, that learn to love Him and serve Him and honor and respect their parents. It's not that I go, oh, I regret this, regret that. No, no, no. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm starting today with what I've been given. I'm starting right now with what I know, with what I'm being presented with. Because nothing's ever going to change if I continue to live my life full of regret. Nothing's ever going to change. You've got to make a proactive change today. You've got to say, I'm going to make a proactive decision now with the opportunity that I have now. Right now. Not tomorrow, not when this happens, not when that happens, not when this changes, not when this situation gets better. No, 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 no. That's, that's you waiting for something so you can react to it. No, no, no. It's us making proactive moves now because God has something for every one of us. He has potential. He has dreams. He has destiny. And every one of us has this bottled up on the inside of us, but it's going to be on a leash until we proactively pursue that purpose by taking advantage of the opportunities that have been given to us. Amen? Would you bow your heads this morning? Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit wogcc.com.